Hey, and welcome to the Crosspoint Podcast. Let's get into this week's message from Pastor Michael Tadlock, and may it bring healing, hope, and ultimately, transformation. Judges chapter 8, we're going to read just a little bit here. I don't know how much I'm going to preach this morning. Oh, help me, Lord. Judges chapter 8, verse 4 is where we're going to read. And Gideon came to Jordan and passed over. He and the 300 men that were with him faint, yet pursuing them. And he said unto the men of of Succoth, Give, I pray you, loaves of bread unto the people that follow me, for they be faint. And I am pursuing after Ziba and Zalmanah, the king king of kings of Midian. The princes of Succoth said, Are the hands of Ziba and Zalmanah now in thine hand, that we should give bread unto thine army? And Gideon said, Therefore, when the Lord hath delivered Zeba and Zalmana into mine hand, then I will tear your flesh with the thorns of the wilderness and with briars. And he went up thence to Penuel and spake unto them likewise. And the men of Penuel answered him as the men of Succoth had answered him. And he spake also unto the men of Penuel, saying, When I am come again in peace, I will break down this tower. Now Zeba and Zalmana were in Karkor, and their hosts with them about 15,000 men, and all that were left of the host of the children of the, of the east, for there fell an 120,000 men that drew sword. I want you to go back with me to verse 4. And Gideon came to Jordan and passed over. He and the 300 men that were with him faint, yet pursuing them. That's what I want to talk to you about for just a few minutes this morning, if we can. Faint, yet pursuing. Faint, yet pursuing. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Jesus, we just thank you. Thank you for what you've already done in this place, for how you've moved, how you've worked, the hearts you've already touched. Lord, I know we could leave right now and and be able to declare that you met us here. Lord, I believe you have a word for us this morning. I pray you'll just anoint me to bring it, Lord, as, as you placed it within my spirit. Speak to us today. God, we will give you praise and glory and honor for it. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. You can be seated today. Faint yet pursuing. You know, today the reality is doesn't matter who you are. As, as human beings, we all wear down. We all get weary. We all get tired. We all have our our times even that we can burn out. Spiritually speaking, it's the same thing that if we're not careful, we get weary, we get tired, we get faint, and we also can burn out. As the Lord began to deal with me in the early hours of this morning concerning the need for a revival of strength within God's people, and He led me to this passage of Gideon in chapter 8 of the book of Judges. And here we find that Gideon had just come through An incredible victory. The Bible tells us that he had 32,000 men that were gathered together for for, as an army, as a battalion, and, and as they gathered, the Lord said, There's too many, Gideon. There's too many. So he went to the men and said, If you're afraid, you can leave. And 22,000 men left, left him with 10,000. And the Lord said, You still have too many, Gideon. And so Gideon, the Lord told him what to do, said, go, and whichever one kneels on his knee, uh, or, or whichever one goes to drink at the water, kneels on his knee, set him to the side, whichever one lapses a dog with his hand to his mouth, set him to the side, and that's what Gideon did. And out of 10,000 men, there were 300 that lapped with the water from their hand to their mouth, which was basically what I believe to be a, a signifying that of wisdom, of, of men that knew battle and, and would not allow themselves to be in a vulnerable position. Now, as we look deeper into this, we find that God brought them down to 300 men. How many of you know that God likes to work when we, when we feel like and it looks like we're the underdogs, when it looks like it's not going to get any better, it, it's, uh, when it looks like it's set up for failure, that's when you need to really start lifting your hands and worshiping because God is setting you up for a great victory. It was here within this chapter that we find that Gideon, he, he 
went and fought the Amalekites and the Midianites and they slew this great army, this great host of an army and Gideon and these 300 men by standing on a hillside with a, a, a lamp, a, a candle if you would, in their hand in, in a clay vessel. And what Gideon instructed them to do was whenever they heard the sound of the trumpet to break the pitcher so the fire would shine and announce the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And that's exactly what he did. And fire was surrounding the enemy and the shout of, of, this, of this host said the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. Now in order to understand this, we got to back up to the chapter previous. Because we find that it was there in, in Judges 6 that the Bible says that the Lord spoke, an angel spoke unto Gideon and said, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. The word mighty there means powerful, warrior, strong, champion. And valor means strength and virtue. He was saying, listen, you are a powerfully strong man. The Lord is with you. Gideon's response was this in verse 13. If the Lord be with us, why then are all these things befallen us? And where are all his miracles? Can I just can we all just take a moment and confess today? How many of you have ever, maybe in your mind or spirit, maybe you've spoken it out of your mouth? If the Lord's with me, then why am I going through this? Come on, can we just have a moment of confession? If the Lord is with me, then why am I facing this? If God is for me, then why did this happen? We've all had those moments. And the Lord assured Gideon that he would be with him in battle. And the Lord actually did exactly what he told Gideon. And this band of 300 men won the victory. But now we find as we move to chapter 8 that they're faint. They're tired. Sadly, they, they went to the wrong people for strength. They went to the enemy, uh, or at least, uh, uh, well, possibly not the enemy, we'll call them acquaintances, and begin to ask of them for bread to feed their army. These acquaintances turned them down and said, no, we will not give you bread. It's in this same way that there's many folks today that in times of weariness, in times of difficulty, tiredness in your life, if you're not careful, the enemy will have you turning to the wrong places to find your strength. How many of you know that our strength is of the Lord? If you believe it, shout amen. We find as we look at this passage, and I want us to pull out a few things here. First of all, I want you to, to understand that weariness leaves you open to attack. Weariness leaves you open to attack. And I want us to, as we use Gideon's story as a backdrop, I want us to move a little further if we can in Scripture. The Bible tells us a story of a man by the name of, and I have a hard time saying his name, but I'm going to try, Ahithophel. Well, I'll only get it out one time. There it is. But he was a servant of Absalom. And he told Absalom this concerning King David. Absalom was King David's son. Absalom had led a revolt. And he said this. He said, I will come upon him while he is weary and weak-handed and will make him afraid. And all the people with him shall flee, and I will smite the king only. He said, I'll come on him when he's weary and when he's weak-handed. I'll make him afraid, and everybody that's with him will scatter, and I will smite the king. How many of you know that that's the devil's plan for your life? that he wants to find you in your most vulnerable place when you're tired and when you're weary, and he wants to bring that fear into your life. Can we take a moment and talk about how the devil's, uh, one of his greatest tools is that of a spirit of fear. Do you know today that Paul said unto Timothy that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but what? Power and love and a Sound mind. Turn to your neighbor. Ask them if they've got all three. Come on. Power, love, and a sound mind. I knew you'd be doubting one of them. I wonder which one you're thinking about right now. But this is the reality. Listen to me. When you get weary in your spirit, you become vulnerable for the enemy to come in and to attack, and he begins to try to bring a fear into your life. 
He begins to try to discourage you. He begins to try to bring a depression upon you. He begins to try to drive you into a place that, that you're so weary, that you're scared to death of what's going on around you. He'll so thoughts in your mind. He'll torment your spirit. And even though it may not be a reality, he'll make you feel like you're all alone and you're all by yourself. Everybody else is scattered and nobody understands what. Listen to me now. I know I'm talking to some folks today because I know what the Holy Spirit has shown me and I need you to hear me. The devil will feed you a lie and tell you that nobody's with you, that you're disconnected. Nobody's for you. And everybody has just scattered away from you. But I've come to tell you today in the middle of it all, I know the enemy may be trying to discourage you, trying to depress you, trying to make you feel alone and by yourself. But I've come to tell you today that the spirit of fear is no match for the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And this morning I want to declare over some hearts today that are weary. I rebuke depression in the name of Jesus. I rebuke discouragement in the mighty name of Jesus. And according to what I read in Scripture, in the book of James chapter 4, James said this, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Pastor, I'm tired in my body. You may be tired. We're going to get to that in a minute. But you ain't got to be depressed. You may be tired, but you ain't got to be discouraged. What does that mean? That means you've got the authority and the power, as we talked about last week, to run that devil off. I just want to know, is there one or two folks that to get into agreement with me this morning that every devil of fear has got to go in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus? Help me, Lord. I'm just down all the time. Yeah, because you've not realized what really is wrong is you're weary in your spirit. See, weariness leaves you open to attack, but it also makes you vulnerable to sin. If you're not careful, weariness will cause you to lay your head down in the lap of a Delilah. Are you hearing me? Find this story in Judges chapter 16. The Bible said that Delilah said to Samson in verse 6, Tell me, I pray thee, wherein thy great strength lieth, and wherewith thou mightest be bound to afflict thee. See, Samson had been through all kind of relationship trouble. He shouldn't have been at this, at this, the house of this harlot. He shouldn't have even have been there. But he, but he went because she knew the right things to say and, and all, all that was wrapped up in this lustrous, rela uh, lascivious relationship. There he was, laying his head down in the lap of Delilah. She asked him, tell me where your great strength lies. And three times Simpson lies to her. He tells her, bind me with green widths, bind me with new ropes, weave a web in the locks of my hair, all these things. And, and for whatever reason, because Samson was so weary, he couldn't recognize this attack of the enemy that, that just sure enough the, that the, Delilah would do what he said and then he'd, she'd wake him up, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. And he'd get up and he'd whoop them all and he'd lay back down and go to sleep and for whatever reason never once thought this woman is a against me. He was so weary in his body he couldn't think straight. And then when she tells him, and the Bible says that verse 17, that it came to pass that she pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death that he told her all his heart. If you're not careful, when you get weary in your spirit, the devil will push you and push you and tempt you and tempt you and press you and press you in your spiritual life. He'll keep on and keep on until you give in to the place that you're most vulnerable. That's why it's crucial that you recognize what the devil is trying to do. He's, he's wanting to bring destruction to your soul and you got to stand guard against what he's doing. Are you hearing me today? Now, there's a problem with Samson, lots of problems, but he tells her, there's not a razor come upon my head. 
that's cut my hair since I've been born. Why? Samson took a Nazarite vow. He had vowed himself in consecration unto the Lord. His hair was only one thing of the vows that he had vowed unto God. But I want you to grab a hold of this, and I want you to see this today. I'd never seen this quite like this before. But Samson, actually, how many of you know in, in one, one strand of your hair contains your DNA? They can tell pretty much what you ate yesterday. <laughs> Maybe not yesterday. But they can tell what kind of diet you're on by evaluating a hair. The DNA, who you are. They can tell everything about you from your hair. Do you understand that the one thing that Samson told her that his strength lies was in his hair? Somehow or another, Samson was saying, and maybe it's a stretch, but I don't believe so. He put his confidence more in what was his own DNA than recognizing that it was really the relationship that he had made in vowing and consecrating himself unto the Lord. What are you saying, preacher? This is what I'm saying. Friend, that in yourself you're not powerful enough to overcome the devil. In yourself you're not strong enough to whoop the sin that you've been battling all your life. In yourself you're going to come out on the other side defeated and that's what happened to Samson they cut the hair his strength left and yes he was his eyes were gouged out he was put into slavery grinding at the grist mill and I know that we always wrap it up in the hair because when his hair grew back his strength came back but I believe it's more than that I believe there must be a recognition today that Samson cried and prayed unto the Lord for mercy that God would give him one more opportunity. And today I believe it's worth saying in your heart and in your life, you may not can overcome that sin by yourself, but there is one who gave his life on a cross and shed his blood for you that you can be victorious over sin, over death, over hell, and over the grave. But weariness makes you vulnerable to sin. Not only that, but weariness also silences your praise and stops your prayers. In Psalms 137, verses 1 and 2, it says, By the rivers of Babylon there we sat down, yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. We hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. They were tired, they were weary, they were in bondage, they were in captivity, and they were so weary that no longer did they have a song. No longer was there a song in their heart. No longer were there prayers unto the Lord. How many fall in this same place that just life itself has gotten you tired and weary? Just the daily grind of life, working a 40-hour-plus work week just is taking it out of you. The pressures of, of finances, the pressures of family, the pressures of parenting in 2023, all these things, just pressures against your home, pressures against your marriage, all this stuff just gets so tired as you're trying to bear the load of all of it, and you're weary on the inside, you're tired on the inside. If you'd be honest with yourself, you'd be willing to admit that you've had your moments, that you just didn't know if you were going to make it, that you just didn't know if you could keep on, if you could keep putting one foot in front of another, you just didn't know you're weary on the inside and just like the children of Israel no longer is there a song on your lips. Your song has disappeared. You don't wake up in the morning anymore with a worship song in you. Prayer time has become a distant memory. Oh it started with weariness but it continued to the place that you did as the children of Israel and you hung your harps on the willows and there you're hearing the voice of the enemy me coming against you and you can't sing like you used to could. You can't lift your hands in worship like you used to could because of being weary and heavy in your spirit. I'm reminded today of the words of the prophet Isaiah 
in chapter 61 and verse 3 where he said that he has given unto us the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Oh, he said he's given us the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I want you to say these words. Heaviness, you got to go. Weariness, weariness, you got to go. Do you know that the more weary you get, the heavier you get. And the heavier you get, the more weary you get. And the reality is this, that God has given us a weapon that we can run off that devil. We can run off that enemy. And it is a garment of praise. Hallelujah. Oh, would you look at your neighbor and tell him, I dare you to put your praise on. Tell me that right now. I dare you to put your praise on. I dare you today to stir up a praise about God's goodness. Stir up a praise about God's mercy. Stir up a praise that you're saved and on your way to heaven. Stir up a praise that you've been delivered. Stir up a praise that you've been healed. Stir up a praise that you've been redeemed. Stir up a praise. If I'd have done what my body wanted me to do, I'd have stayed at the house this morning. But my spirit said, I got to go. Fought with his throat all week long. Didn't even know if I could make it through a song today. But Tim, did we? Sometimes, you know what you do? You keep pushing. Sometimes you just, you keep praising. Sometimes you just make up your mind, I refuse to sit down and shut up. I refuse to be quiet. The devil ain't going to silence my praise. Uh, he ain't going to stop my prayers unto my God. Are you hearing me? Oh, I might have to go for a CT scan tomorrow and hear the doctor say, yep, you got to have surgery. But I'm going to praise my way into that OR room and I'll praise my way out of it if so be. But while it's still today, I'm going to praise my God that he's my healer and he's still, it ain't too late. He's still able to heal. And the, I just wonder if there's anybody in this place that has still got a praise on the inside of you. Ah, I'm thankful for the life up in here. I thank God for We could have shut this thing down and me not even preached, but I felt like I needed to give somebody a little word this morning. And I want to tell you something. I refuse to be a place that is void of genuine worship and praise unto our God. John, and Jesus said in the book of John 4 that God is a spirit and he desires those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. Hear me now. God's not called us to be some kind of shake and bake church that comes and knows how to sing it and have the light shows to go along with it to stir people to something. He's called us to be a place that if we got to sing at Acapulco, we're going to open our mouths up and we're going to sing under, I know it's acapella, we're going to sing it under the Lord. Did you hear me? He's looking for a people today that'll say, I got to praise inside of me and I got to let it out. I know the devil wants me weary. I know he wants me heavy. I know he wants me to quit. He wants me to throw in the towel. But blessed be the mighty name of Jesus. My mind is made up. I'm going to praise him a little longer. I'm going to sing a little more. I'm going to glorify his holy name. I'm going to. Hey. I'm going to praise him. I know these altars are wore out. Everybody worries every time I get up on one. We're going to have some at that other place. But I, I can put six or seven of us on. We may never get to move it out of where it's at. I'm no dummy. I stand on the ends. <coughs> Give me some musicians. Just uh, piano, bass, and drums. For now. You get weary. You stop praising and praying. The strength of your spiritual man depends upon your prayer life 
and you live in a life of worship. That's why services like this are so important. I pray for those that have watched from live, by live stream or are watching by live stream that they've sensed the power of the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to tell you something, nothing, nothing takes the place of being here together. See, the Lord wants there to be a praise stirred up inside of us. Uh, I, some of you are starting to get it. Some of you are starting to get it. I, I'm watching you. Some of you are starting to get it a little bit. But you don't mind lifting those hands, clapping those hands, and, 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 and worshiping the Lord. You don't care what anybody else says about it. You, you're going to worship God. See, this is where some folks want to cut me off right here. Boop. Just want to cut me off because we start talking about getting all excited in our worship. I'm going to tell you something. When you have been saved from sin, first of all, but out of the pits of hell, you got a reason to get excited, don't you, Brother Shay? Woo! Can I tell him what you told me last week? He told me, he said, oh, man, they were singing that song, Ain't No Grave. He said, I just about wanted to tear out running around the building. I said, brother, why don't you do it? And I believe it's coming. I'm going to tell you, he was feeling something real and powerful on the inside. Now, I'm all about things being done decently and in order. I want it to be genuine. I want it to be in spirit and in truth. But I'm going to tell you something. We didn't come in here for a funeral service. We didn't come in here to bury the dead. No. Why? Because we serve a risen Savior. And he said, I am the resurrection and the life. You don't like me getting a little excited? Then you might be in the wrong place. You ain't been through what I've been through. You ain't walked where I've walked because I just can't help but magnify him and glorify him. He's brought me such a mighty long way. I know I'm going to say this. If you can hoop and holler at your football game for your little boy, the basketball game or softball game, you can hoop and holler, shame on you. If you come up in the house of God and you sit there like a knot on a log and nothing comes out of you, well, it just don't take all that. Well, it don't take all that over your little baby either, but you want them to know, whoa, daddy's here, Woo! Even more so, it, there's even no comparison, but even more so, should we not lift our voice? Should we not clap our hands? Should we not magnify our God? Some of you need to take your harps off the willow trees and say, I am going to praise my God. The devil thought he wanted me to sing until I opened my mouth and there's a song of victory that's about to come out of me that's going to run every devil off. I've been tired long enough. I've been weary long enough. My mind is made up. I'm going to worship my God. I'm going to praise my God. I want you to turn to your neighbor and tell him just like this, I refuse to shut up. Tell me, baby. I know we don't like the S word. Never use the S word in our house. I get that. But this, when it comes to the devil, I'm going to use it. Shut your mouth, devil. Shut your mouth, devil. Ain't that right? I know you're thinking I've lost my mind. Shut your mouth. He came back. It's the second time. Shut your mouth, devil. Tell somebody I refuse to shut up. I refuse to shut up. What's that mean? That means I'm going to open my mouth and praise God. I'm going to open my mouth and praise God. I'm going to open my mouth and magnify the Lord. I'm going to open my mouth and magnify God. Are you hearing me? I refuse to sit down and be quiet. I'm gonna, it's just like King David. Oh, Michael, his wife was in the window and saying stuff about him. Oh, you, you uncovered yourself in front of the handmaids. Oh, but David responded and said, I will be even more vile than this. What was he saying? He said, you ain't you ain't seen nothing yet I refuse to be silenced there's a praise on the inside of me I know I've been tired oh but I am going to stir up a praise in my spirit
working on having me some steps right there where we're going. See, weariness can also cause you to miss your season. Did you hear me? Galatians 6 9, and let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season we shall reap if what? If we faint not. If we faint not. See, God's trying to take many of you where He wants you to be, but weariness is, is causing you to hold back. Weariness is holding you down. You faint in your spirit. He's got plans for you. He's got purpose for you. He's got a harvest for you in your life. You just got to hold on just a little longer. Oh, but pastor, I'm tired because it's not happening. I'm weary because I've been praying for it and it's, it's not happening. I just don't think it ever will. And you throw in the towel prematurely. Whatever the Lord's saying, if you'll just hold on a little longer. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Why? For he is faithful, that promised. But I'm tired. I'm weary. I understand. Hold on a little longer. Hold on a little longer. Do you hear me? Hold on a little longer. But I, I, I'm ready to quit. Hold on a little longer because God's still got a plan for you. Some of you young adults praying for the one God has for you. God hears your cry. God hears your cry. What do I do, preacher? I'm weary. I'm tired. I'll tell you what you do. You cling to the old rugged cross. You consecrate yourself to Jesus. Don't, don't you allow yourself to be connected to anybody. You, there needs to be a criteria for you. I'm telling you, you need to write out your prayer list for your future spouse, your wish list, if you would. I wrote one out, and the Lord answered every one of them for me. I wrote it out. The only one that, that I, well, I wouldn't even say it was the piano. She can play piano. One song, for he is Lord. So, hey, I, wasn't, I didn't put a whole lot of details on it, baby. But everything, Lord, give me one drop-dead gorgeous. Give me one that can sing. Give me one that's sweet. Give me one that laughs at my jokes. Give me one that'll love me despite myself. I mean, I don't even remember what all was on the list, but it was a lot of that. Lord, give it. And the Lord heard my prayer at 16 years old. I didn't know nothing, but I knew this. I am sick and tired of, of girlfriend to girlfriend to girlfriend. God, send me the one that you have for me. Gina, you can vouch for this. You helped raise me in those years just about. And the reality is this. God answered my prayer. But listen, what I'm telling you is just don't, don't you say for just anything that comes down the pipe. You wait on the one God's got for you. First at the top of the list, saved, filled with the Holy Ghost. That needs to be at the top. And then you just praise your way through the waiting time. And you hold on and wait for the Lord. Because if you get weary and you settle for the wrong one, you will have missed God. ain't in my notes so it's free some of you are praying for some things in your life that hasn't happened yet Lord give us a child hold on keep believing some of you are praying Lord help us keep from having another baby our quiver is full Right, Sister Jessica? <laughs> See, I don't know what you're facing today or what's brought you to a place of weariness, but the Lord does. And I just believe, if nothing else, that the Lord has ordained this moment of sharing His Word for a refreshing for God's people. Some of you are in such battles, such valleys. It's just like that song. Sometimes you just need to remember where the Lord's brought you from. 
Gideon had to stop and remember the victory the Lord had just won with 300 men. He had a strength others weren't aware of. His weariness, his faintness. He just kept pursuing. See, in Psalms 118 and 14, the psalmist said, The Lord is my strength and song and has become my salvation. Pastor, I'm weary today. The Lord is your strength and song and your salvation. Pastor, I'm tired. I'm in this battle. I'm in this struggle. I'm in this valley. The Lord is your strength and your song and your salvation. Did you hear me? No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, I've come today, I believe, to tell you a word from the Lord. He's saying He wants to refresh you today. He wants to be your strength today. He wants to be your help today. And though you may be faint, you can be yet pursuing, pursuing all God has for you, pursuing His presence, pursuing His power. Joel chapter 3, verse 10. The prophet Joel said these words. He said, Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. I want you to notice that. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears and let the weak say, I am strong. Pastor, why? Why, why, why couldn't they just had somebody made them some swords and spears? There was a point in the, in the land of Israel that there, there weren't even any, any, any smiths in the land. And so nobody was making swords and nobody was making spears. So the Lord said, use what you got. Grab up what you have and beat it into what it's supposed to be and use it for the glory of God. And though you feel weak and weary, start declaring, I am strong. It's not a mind over matter. It is a faith in your spirit that says, I am strong. Oh, somebody declare it right now. I am strong. Woo, come on. Say it, I am strong. I know the devil's told you you're a weak nothing nobody, but I've come to tell you, greater is he that is in you, Clayton, than he that is in the Lord. Somebody declare, I am strong. How am I going to make it through this? I am strong. Isaiah 40, and I'm, I'm hurrying. Verse 30 says, even the youths, all you young people, listen to me. All you teenage boys back there, all you teenage girls everywhere, and boys scattered all through here, listen to me. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord, (laughs) but they that wait upon the Lord, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That word wait there means to expect, to look for, and to tarry on. Those, in other words, that are expecting the Lord. Anybody expecting the Lord to show up in your life today? Those that are tarry on the Lord. Those that are look for the Lord. You might be weary on the inside, but he said you're going to mount up with wings as eagles. You're going to run and not grow weary. You're going to walk and not faint. Not because of myself, but because because of the strength of God. How, Courtney? How, Alexa? How are y'all making it through the battle and the struggle and this hour of difficulty? Can I tell you how? It's through the strength of the Lord. It's through the strength of an almighty God that says, I'll hold you up in the middle of it all. Philippians 4.13. Can't say that out loud without thinking of Pastor Hayden flipping me over. Somebody say, I can do all 
Somebody say, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. That word strengtheneth there, we jump over this a lot of times. In the Greek, it's, it's the word indonimo. And it means to empower, to enable, to increase in strength, to be made strong. I can do all things through Christ which empowers me. I can do all things through Christ which enables me. I can do all things through Christ who makes me strong. In myself I might be weak, but in Christ I am strong. In myself I might not can do it, but in Christ He will empower me. I just want to know today, is there anybody that has their faith planted upon the rock of Jesus Christ? Is there anybody that has their feet planted and their faith rooted on the rock of Jesus Christ? Can I tell you today that Jesus said upon this rock, I'll build my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Some I say I am strong. I want you to turn and ask your neighbor this. How long are you going to let it hold you down? Come on. How long are you going to let it hold you down? How long are you going to let it hold you down? How long? Gideon didn't shrivel up by the roadside because they had no bread. They kept moving. Went to the next one, kept moving. Come to find out they didn't need any of their provisions. God had already made a way for them and given them the strength for the next battle. I want to declare to you today, some of you have had some things that have been holding you back and holding you down long enough. It's time to shake it off in the name of Jesus. I know you may feel weary and you may be faint on the inside, but stir yourself up today to keep pursuing. Keep praising God just a little longer. Keep praying just a little more. Keep getting in the Word just a little more. Open your mouth and speak out in faith over your situations. My God, it's going to turn this around in the name of Jesus. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Quit being all down and out and milling mouth and open your mouth and start speaking faith over whatever it is you're facing and declare, I am coming through this. I might be in a valley, but the Lord is with me. I might be in a battle, but it's not my battle. It is the Lord's. I might be in a fiery furnace, but he's the force man. I might be in a lion's den, but he's my lion tamer. Start speaking faith out of your mouth. Would you stand with me? Somebody obey the Lord. Hallelujah. Can we just slip our hands up? Come on right now and thank him. Thank him today that he's with us. Hallelujah. Oh, that he'll be our deliverer. Hallelujah. As we give it unto the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We honor you, Jesus. Oh, we give you praise, Master. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 We glorify you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. I believe the Lord would say to each of us in this place today that though you may feel so heavy laden with the burdens of this life, that though you may be in a place that it seems like you're from one trial to the next, oftentimes even feeling like if it can go wrong, it will. Maybe you're at a place that you feel there's conflict everywhere you turn. There's confusion on every corner, at home, on the job, in your marriage, with your children. It just seems like the load gets heavier and heavier and heavier. I believe today the words of the Lord that he'd have you to hear this morning is where he spoke in Matthew 11 and 28. He said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The great part about this verse, I believe in what was just spoken even, is that you've got to turn unto the Lord, for he said, Come unto me. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That word rest in the Greek means to refresh. He's saying, I will refresh you. I will refresh you. I will refresh you today. I know we've already spent time in these altars, but I just feel in my spirit that there's so many that are here that just needs a refreshing. You just need rest in your soul. You need rest in your spirit. Oh, you're so battle-worn. You're so battle-weary. Your body today is tired. Your spirit is tired. Your mind is tired today. The Lord is saying he wants to bring strength as you'll turn to him. He's got promises laid up for you this morning as you'll turn to him. I want to ask you today, right where you are, would you just bow your heads if you would? Bow your heads for just a moment. If you're here and you say, Pastor Michael, I'm weary, I'm tired, I'm fighting battles, and I'm so weary on the inside, would you just slip a hand up right now and declare I'm weary? There's a hand. Come on, I'm weary, I'm weary. There's a hand, there's a hand. I'm weary, I'm weary, I'm weary. There's another hand and another hand. Come on. I'm tired, Pastor. I need refreshing. I need revival in my life. Just shoot that hand up. Shoot it up, shoot it up, shoot it up. Shoot it up, shoot it up, shoot it up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the declaration today that we need your strength, Lord. Hallelujah. Put it down. Hallelujah. Maybe today you're here. I haven't done it like this in a long time, but you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I'm, I'm not in right relationship with the Lord, but I want to make things right today. I want to know beyond any shadow of a doubt when I leave this place that I'm on my way to heaven. When I leave this place, I want to have that sweet assurance that I'm in right relationship with Jesus. With every head bowed and every eye closed, nobody looking around, just me and the Lord. You'll say to me, Pastor, I, I want to get things right today. Would you just slip your hand up? Slip your hand up. I want to be in right relationship with the Lord. Is there one? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for that hand. Thank you, Jesus. Is there another? Is there another? I want to get in right relationship with the Lord today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Saints of God praying today. Come on. Come on. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There were many that raised their hands this morning and said they need a refreshing. Even some raised their hands and said, I need to get in right relationship with the Lord. I want to ask you today, if we can fill these altars up from side to side, and let's ask the Lord to bring a refreshing to our home, bring a refreshing to our marriage, to our families. He'll bring rest to us. Aren't you weary in the battle? He alone can bring a rest to your soul today. Can we do that as they begin to sing and minister as singers come to help us as they begin to sing and minister today from side to side, whether you raised your hand or you didn't. Can we fill these altars up right now? Come on. If you raised your hand for salvation, I want you to come. 
We want to pray with you today. We want to believe the Lord to minister for everyone that raised their hand. Would you step out? I need prayer warriors that will come, our impact team that will come and help us pray through these altars today. Let's believe the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost to minister this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Caught up in your presence. Come on, let's let it touch you today. Hallelujah. Everyone that's throughout the congregation. Reach over and grab your neighbor by the hand. Grab somebody by the hand. I want us to pray for one another. Father, God, I pray for every person that's here this morning. We just plead the blood over every man, every woman, every boy, every girl. For those in these altars, for those, God, that are in the congregation. God, we're just believing you to bless and strengthen and help this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, Lord, that you spoke and said, Lord, that if we come to you, if we bring it to you, that your promises would unfold for us. God, we bring it today. We bring our weariness to you. We bring our tiredness to you, our faintness. We bring it to you this morning, Almighty oh, God. Lord, work today. Move today. Turn it around by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. God, send refreshing, send revival. Awakening God. Oh, save Lord to the uttermost, deliver and set free. Pour out the Holy Ghost today. Thanks for joining us. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. It helps this podcast reach even more people. Crosspoint can now be your home church from wherever you are through the weekly live stream on Facebook and YouTube and this podcast. For more information on Crosspoint, be sure to check out crosspointpdl.org. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next week.